0: quite clever actually <laughs> thank you so much hey if you if you break down our audio files you'll find there is no tampering that was all in camera tricks yeah exactly. we're, we like we're real filmographers you know yeah we like to do it bram stoker's dracula style do all in camera effects even though we have the technology to do something else yeah
1: we're uh we're real we're real uh cinema fanatics and um we have the, the power and the ability to do our own special effects. Yeah.
0: Also, if you're watching the YouTube version today, you, you might notice that it's in 4.3 to preserve our creative vision for the podcast.
1: Yeah. Yes. Um, it's, yeah, it's just our creative vision, and we wanted to preserve the integrity um, of our bold creative choices. So today's podcast is in 4.3. You're yeah. welcome.
0: You, you can see more of the top of the frame which you might notice that there's a director steven spielberg up there mm-hmm. and at the bottom of the frame you can see there's um not not a director Uwe uvi
1: bold <laughs> 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 like, have to look up how to spell that it's
0: <laughs> uwe like uwe yeah and then like b-o-w-e-l-l oh my
1: god Uh, i forgot about him there was a whole i saw a video on youtube talking about him
0: oh people Uh, don't like him uh,
1: yeah no about his insane uh yeah here if there's a documentary fuck you all the ue bowl story that's nice
0: here here's a fun ue bowl story i i don't know if i'm saying his name right but also he's kind of a jerk so i don't care um he boxes his critics like if if uh, you say yeah. you don't like his movie he'll challenge you to a boxing match and one time in germany a critic was foolish enough to accept movie bowl kicked his ass <laughs> you know, like oh wipe the God. floor with him.
1: that's insane he just makes really bad b-movies
0: he does video game adaptations are a lot of them like like wow. uh afraid of the dark um wait is that what that movie's called Oh, and he made, like, Blood Rain. Alone in the Dark, yeah. Alone in the Dark, Blood Rain. Um, Rampage. Rampage. Wait, did he
1: make Rampage? Yeah, there's a... Oh, no, uh, not not that one, but, like,
0: a... Not the big Rampage Rampage. Yeah.
1: He also did Far Cry movie. I didn't know this thing existed.
0: Oh, yeah, in, like, 2007, I think they did it.
1: Uh, Oh, wow. Wow, dude, I didn't really... I didn't know... I'm gonna have to take a look at this guy's uh, filmography...
0: Who's the guy that does all the Resident Evil movies? Was that is that Paul W.S.
1: Anderson or is that someone else? Um I think it's Paul Thomas Anderson. No, I'm kidding. Oh, <laughs> gosh. The underworld movies? No, Resident, Resident Evil. Resident Evil. Yeah. I get the two mixed up all the time, dude. It's not. That's okay.
0: Yet. I haven't really seen either set of movies because I haven't heard anything too great about either of them. Also, yeah. they just don't look like my
1: thing. You know. They Yeah, they're not my... I don't like them. I oh, I didn't know this. Okay, so yeah, uh, Paul W.S. Anderson did like four of those movies of the Resident Evil movies. He did Alien vs. Predator, the old Mortal Kombat, and the new Monster Hunter movie. Yeah. He really, really likes uh, Mila Jovovich.
0: That's his wife.
1: Oh, really? Yeah. Didn't know that. That's cool.
0: I don't... You know, I'm thinking about it. I don't know any people who are, like, devoted fans of the Resident Evil movies or even of Underworld. Like, have you ever met someone who's like, ooh, I really love
1: Underworld? Like, no.
0: Who are those for?
1: I literally don't know. I guess for they're mainly for Marvel-type fans. Before but, like, Marvel. No, one
0: in, no one I know who's a fan of the MCU is like... I don't know, man.
1: I don't... I know they they have to have a fan base because they kept making them. They kept making money. Probably just a bunch of men that just wanted to see Mila Jovovich's tits on the screen. Edgy.
0: (laughs) Edgy. I feel feel like there's just movie franchises like that that are like, you know, you you don't know who is the fan of it, like, out there. But, like, they keep making them. Like, they're they're movies for NPCs. Like, you don't know (laughs) the people who actually go out and watch these things. You've never actually seen them, so... I mean, like, I don't know if there are actual Resident Evil movies, or if there's just trailers, you know? that's like I've never confirmed for myself.
1: You know, I thought I, that's interesting, because I thought about sitting down and watching the Resident Evil movies the other day, or a few weeks ago, I was thinking about them, and the Underworld movies. Like, they're just so... They're just there, and they've always been there. And I remember yeah. every time a new one would come out, And the trailers always looked, you know, fun. But I was like, how do I... You know what, now that I think about it, I did talk to one guy. I worked with one guy at my dad's store who actually um, watched the Underworld movies and liked them. And he was all like, yeah, they should have ended it at, like, number four and uh, (laughs) number six or something. I don't
0: know. I can't believe how many there are. I couldn't say with certainty how many.
1: Yeah, no, I don't know. I know there's at least six of the resident evil movies which is weird because the resident evil movies are apparently not even like they have nothing to do with the resident evil games
0: oh yeah like they they gave up a while ago yeah apparently. But it's, it's just like zombies tying that movie franchise to like the games anymore it's just like the the theme of like zombies i yeah.
1: don't know but It's its own monster now
0: Dun dun dun. Dun dun dun. There are probably, uh, there probably are their own monsters. Mm-hmm. Movie only monsters. I don't know. Never seen them.
1: Uh, yeah, exactly.
0: Also, I can't... I'm gonna I'm gonna go out on a limb here since we're kind of a sometimes gaming podcast. I'm not a big Resident Evil player either.
1: I've never played Resident Evil. Like,
0: I've tried to get into it a couple times. Like Resident Evil Four is the one that people are always like, "That's the mm-hmm. best game." And I just I have a hard time honestly yeah. like the the controls just are not for me and i guess horror games are just not really my thing usually
1: yeah i i'm very picky about horror games i i pretty much my favorite horror game is um just outlast like, uh, i can play the shit out of outlast i've played that game so many times and i've haven't beaten outlast 2 cuz i don't i don't think i really like it as much as the first i, re- I like it i just it's so, it's it's a lot harder than the first one because the path is not as clear since you're in literally a, a canyon in like the forest, running around, and it's really hard. But it's really good. and scary. But um, I would watch. I watched uh, playthroughs of Resident Evil, or I started to at least of like the new ones, like the remastered or re- the.
0: What would you even? Excuse me.
1: What would you even call that? They're not remastered they're basically a new game oh the the remakes the remakes yeah yeah i guess yeah i guess they had they just remade them
0: yeah the the two and three they they've been remade yeah dude speaking of uh of remaking things um did you remake your life and watch some groundbreaking cinema (laughs) this week
1: yes um I watched a really good... Actually, I watched a lot, but I'm only going to talk about one, really. Um, okay. I watched it in theaters, when saw it in the theaters the other night. It's called The Father with Anthony Hopkins. Oh, yes. I, I've heard the, about this. Yeah, the play by Florian Zeller. It is amazing. Isaac, you need to watch this movie. Everybody needs to watch this movie. It is really, really good. Anthony Hopkins is doing the best work of his entire career. Really, better yes. than
0: Hannibal Lecter.
1: Uh, yeah. I mean, this like this movie was. He just like I I didn't think anybody was just acting. Like it was very, very like very engrossing. And the way that the movie is presented to you, um, I won't say too much, but the I mean, it's about a guy with Alzheimer's slash dementia and it is the saddest thing I've ever seen but also just the way that it's shot and edited is like from his perspective and it's crazy dude I've never seen anything like it it's the like best way to tell a story about Alzheimer's I've, I've ever seen and it's a spectacular film I really enjoyed it I hope that he I kinda I kinda want him to win you know the Oscar but he already has a couple Oscars under his belt yeah um, but I mean, if there was ever a time that he was des- like deserving of an Oscar, like it's now. Like it was super, super good, and I enjoyed it.
0: I I'm I'm kind of rooting for S- Stephen Young and uh oh, yeah. Ahmed. Oh, honestly. definitely. Yeah. You know, not not just because they're they're groundbreaking firsts mm-hmm. to be nominated in that category, but I mean, I haven't seen The Father yet, but I, I just I have a hard time imagining that their performances in Minari and Sound of Metal. Mm-hmm. Respectively are going to be topped. I don't mm-hmm. know. I'll, I'll I'll watch The Father though. You
1: get, yeah. You I, you got to watch The Father. I didn't I didn't I didn't think that it was going to be like I didn't know that everybody every year everybody says that Anthony Hopkins you know is is great and I'm like okay well Anthony Hopkins has always been great but like this film is probably my favorite role that he's been in like besides Silence it's I loved it I it was amazing. Um, I still need to watch, you know, speaking of Riz Ahmed, I wanted to say real quick, apparently I figured out that the deaf community actually fucking hates The Sound of Metal, or really? they're against it. Yeah. Not because they technically got anything wrong, but because they did not use any deaf actors for the film at all. They just used oh, all hearing. No. Yeah, and so they are kind of like, why? <laughs> um, oh
0: God, that, that makes it almost as misguided as like
1: music. I mean, yeah,
0: if you break it down that way. Yeah,
1: which I mean I'm sure they had like deaf people, like uh, people from the deaf community, uh, guiding them on like uh, I don't know what they did with the sound editing. I hear is like really great. I haven't yeah. seen Sound of Metal yet. I'm gonna watch it. But I, uh, my friend Tyler, who did a who did his short film called Unheard about like the deaf community, or there was uh, deaf characters in there. He actually used people from the deaf community to shoot it. And everybody in Little Rock knows that this project went on. Like the entire deaf community in Little Rock knows about it. So he's got like a lot of, um, you know, eyes on him right now. And he's following a bunch of stuff. And he, he saw that they're, they're really vehemently against the sound of metal because they didn't use any uh, deaf actors or actresses. Which I thought was so weird because if they got the, the film, everything else right about it, you know, why they why they did that but um, i don't know Uh, yeah that that's disheartening to hear i Mm -hmm. mean
0: it's not like there's a shortage of deaf actors in hollywood um you know i get that they you know for the lead like i understood Mm -hmm. why they probably picked riz ahmed because you want someone who's like fresh and like experiencing that and for a lot of deaf people like i feel like it would be traumatic Mm -hmm. to kind of go back to like playing the part of like losing your hearing, you know, it's kind of the same way that euphoria, um, you know, covers like the transgender, like transitioning, like they, they get a different actor to play Mm -hmm. the male counterpart to, to the character Jules, Um, and I think that's in large part due to the fact that it's probably very dramatic for Hunter Schaefer to like go back and play, Right. A male you know mm-hmm. because that's not who she is you know that's that's who she used to be maybe but mm-hmm. it's not how she i ever identified herself right and maybe there's like a similar effect in the deaf community i don't know i but if you have to make excuses for it it's probably not a great sign mm-hmm. of representation so
1: yeah Well, shit that sucks yeah <laughs> i thought that. so too because i was really looking forward to watching it um well, I'm still gonna watch it. Like you can still enjoy it, but I just was really, like, shocked that uh, about that piece of information about it. And I was like, "What? Come on!" <laughs> yeah, yikes! Yeah. Do, um.
0: Before we get into like the 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 brunt of this episode, I know that um you might be one of the early watchers of the new Marvel series. Mm-hmm. Do, you, do you have any spoiler free thoughts I, of the first episode? Yeah,
1: I. Uh... I stayed up last night, way past my bedtime, and then I saw that it was out on Disney Plus because people on Twitter were already talking about it. So I was like, oh, okay, well, you know, I'm just going to watch it. And I did. And it's a 50-minute episode. Um, the credits are not as long as WandaVisions, <laughs> yeah. uh, thank God. But um, I really liked it. I will say the cinematography and the editing is annoying as hell. It oh. gets hard to watch sometimes with, how, with just what the cinematography is doing. I don't know if the director is trying to be, um, oh, what's the word? Oh, your neighbors are vibing out. You hear them? Yeah,
0: they yeah, are jamming. <laughs> YouTube, please don't copyright <laughs>
1: Um what was it? oh yeah I, I it felt very avant garde in some of the shots that you got in like conversation scenes that i was like wait why are we looking at this angle why is it and why is why are you doing handheld for every single fucking shot it was really annoying and it, i didn't like it but where it shines it was really annoying and i didn't like it <laughs> but also i liked it <laughs> no. the uh the story is 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 where is where it all like this is where it's all at baby the story is really interesting for this and it goes into post snap uh, politics mm. um which is really interesting and uh obviously no spoilers but um a lot a lot of the episode is really just um character uh Like, being with the characters and seeing what Sam is up to and what Bucky's up to and stuff. And I really appreciated that. Kind of like with WandaVision, how it's more character-driven. I would say this is even more character-driven. And it's got some action in there, too, which is really good. But um, the ending of the episode is what uh, I'm really surprised about. The kind of storyline that Marvel wanted to go with here. And, like, just the end. It has, like, a a cliffhanger sort of ending uh, that... My jaw was on the floor. I was like, "Wait a minute, you know, Thus I'm, I'm really, I'm really excited. I'm intrigued for, for uh, what
0: you people have
1: tinkled. <laughs> but yeah, those are my spoiler-free thoughts on the show. I think uh, it's gonna be a good one. All right, and I'm really-
0: so obviously, um, we're here today in this episode to talk about some very important superhero content mm-hmm. um i personally think that larry boy and the big fib is a bit overrated compared to larry really? boy and the rumor weed
1: i kind of prefer fib over over rumor Weed. i mean
0: great moral great yeah, story yeah, definitely but the rumor weed i mean for me honestly a little bit more frightening of a villain yeah and, and rumors very catastrophic mm-hmm. and i think it's important people know you know not only lying is mm-hmm. bad, but so is spreading rumors about your carrot friends.
1: Yeah, I uh, <laughs> I agree. I, I you know
0: what, I'm just gonna say it. Oh, okay. Junior should have had the balls to admit that he broke that dang play. I
1: know, I know, I know. I've been saying it for years. That's uh literally why it's only at uh four and a half stars on my litter box. Yeah, I really hate that whole um that whole plot. Whole little. It's a it's, the sequence it's there worse
0: than Star-Lord um, yeah. Punching Thanos in the face literally. Yeah, it's like just tell the dang truth, junior. Yeah,
1: haven't you learned today's lesson? Exactly I mean, I just QWERTY have to spell it out for you. I mean, yeah, what we have learned, learned. Uh, Copyright yeah.
0: <laughs> 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 But um, I mean we did a poll recently and you yeah. guys overwhelmingly Voted that we talk about Veggie Tales, and I'm actually pretty thrilled about yeah. this because Veggie Tales has got to be probably one of the the purest um, forms of content like <laughs> yeah. out there. Like I I love it. Um, you know, I I think in terms of Christian media for children, it's probably the best thing yeah. like out there. Definitely. It, and that's the great thing about Veggie Tales is you don't even have to be Christian to, mm-hmm. to watch it. I feel like you know yeah, there's no, those no, it's, themes. It's, yeah. guess, but. It's just a great show for kids.
1: Yeah, yeah, I agree. I grew up uh, watching VeggieTales like almost every day. Uh, I watched, I watched a lot, a lot of VeggieTales. Um, I went and saw the Pirates Who Don't Do Anything in theaters. Whoa! Whenever it came out in like 2008 or something like that, so I was still eight years old watching VeggieTales. I mean, shit, I'll still watch down and I'll still. St- blah, blah, blah. Sorry. I'll still sit down and watch Me Some Veggie Tales. Like, uh, it is a great show. Um, and I like it mainly because it strays away from, uh, any sort of political jive that, uh, Christianity asserts itself into it at sometimes. It's just purely for, um, kids and for, you know, younger people. Uh, it has a, a life lesson pretty much. Yeah. And I, I really enjoy the uh when they do the parables from the old testament, the stories. Uh when they remake those like Jonah and yeah. uh uh there's another one I like, oh Rack Shack and Benny. That's probably my all time favorite besides Jonah, the Jonah movie. The Rack Shack and Benny one is really, really funny to me.
0: <laughs> oh my gosh. The the Chocolate Bunny factory is yes. is quite the the Bow place down to be. And
1: sing the bunny song. That's like my favorite VeggieTales. Look. I'll never sing the
0: bunny song. I'll never that, sing the bunny in, song. In my mind, that's the equivalent of like reading Mind Kampf. You know, like that's giving in. <laughs> that's giving in. That's into giving in to the, the, the power. <laughs> um. Yeah, dude. I, 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 I'm curious. Yeah, like what What are some of the better VeggieTales episodes in your mind? Where are some of the worst? I mean, you listed some good ones. I'd like to counter propose. Um,. You know, I think Where's God When I'm Scared, you know, the first ever VeggieTales special. Yeah,
1: 1996, I think.
0: No, I think it was 1994. Was it? That's crazy, right? Wow. Like, VeggieTales is much older than we think. Yeah. I think uh, Where's God When I'm Scared, Uh obviously a big banger. You didn't remember this one before we talked today on the episode, but Sumo of the Opera. Mm -hmm. I never watched that one. You know, its main lessons is... Its main lesson is perseverance, and it's also got a, a crazy, helpful, silly songs with Larry song mm. about homophones. Help me learn about grammar as wow. a youngin. Yeah, yeah. Not only are they teaching the Lord's word, <laughs> teaching, teaching the English word, the
1: English word. Uh, you're we were both wrong. Where's God when I'm scared was 1993, mm. and then uh, God want, even older. Yeah, God wants me to forgive them. Was 1994. Is that the one with the. With the grapes of yeah, wrath. The grapes we of wrath.
0: Of wrath. Yeah. Copyright.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I remember the God wants me to forgive them one. And then and then the third one. 1995 was Rack Shack and Benny. Wow. that's There you go. There's my boys. It, it was just
0: back to back bangers back then. I would say. I, I think one of the earlier ones was the one with the, the toy. Like in it's like Christmas
1: that one sucks. <laughs> the, oh, the Christmas, uh, the, the toy that saved Christmas. Yeah, I, n- I never liked that I, one when I was a kid. Yeah, I didn't watch that one. F tier. F tier VeggieTales. F tier VeggieTales was the toy that saved Christmas, guys. Did you ever see the one, Are You My Neighbor? with the alien squashes floating what? around? It's a lesson in loving your neighbor. Oh, I think I know that one. Let me I definitely know <laughs> I it. I don't enough. remember
0: if I've seen it though. There's a song on there. Like if I can think of the darn song, then I'll I'll know it because I I recognize the 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 alien squash set right mm-hmm. there. Um Okay, it's got the Hairbush song. On that. special. Oh, okay, okay. So this, I've this definitely is seen very it. important yes. episode.
1: That's a penultimate. That's the that's the uh, not the penultimate. That's a uh, very important episode.
0: Yeah. Oh, and then this has got the one with like the the Gilligan's Island spoof, and it's like, uh, it's the palm tree singing to them. And it's like, and you yes. the gods. I do. Yes. You forgive me. I forgive
1: you. <laughs> I'm gonna start copyright copyright we're all copyrighted dang okay i kind of remember this i remember this set piece right here this little scene mm-hmm. it's of them in the spaceship or something if
0: you guys can tell us what song is in this special with like the the alien ship with the squashes mm-hmm. and and you know the main cast of veggie tales is there uh, that would be very helpful that would be very helpful it's from the special are you my neighbor um, but, yeah, I, I think that one of the greatest things about VeggieTales is that the creator, Phil Fisher, is, like, he's just teaching um very practical morals, like... I think mm-hmm. that grounding morals in religion is, like, perfectly acceptable. I think that in modern Christian media, it definitely gets too carried away, like, yeah, th- to the point where, you know, like, we have movies like God's Not Dead, where it's like, if you're not Christian, you're, like, going to hell. Yeah. It's like, you're not, it doesn't condemn children to hell. It's mm-hmm. not a fear-mongering show for yeah. kids. And, like, the religious aspect, you know, people kind of forget that it's a Christian. Mm-hmm. Although, I will say, um... I have a friend who has a friend who's now my friend. But, mm-hmm. you know, to tell the story, it's more interesting to say a friend of a friend right. who lives in Washington. Apparently VeggieTales isn't as popular in the northwest of the United States. And so my friend was describing the concept of VeggieTales, you know, Christian vegetables, teaching morals every week. And no one up there could, like, believe it, you know. And they had to watch together and they thought it was the funniest shit ever really that there's like a show about <laughs> and i'm just surprised that this wasn't like in everyone's
1: childhood yeah life. yeah most people i've talked to know VeggieTales. i've watched VeggieTales at least at least one episode of VeggieTales in their lives you know
0: yeah like and everyone knows the hairbrush song yeah like, yeah you know everyone knows um oh shoot just just the whole concept yeah. of like the cheeseburger song i feel yeah, like yeah 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 i just didn't know that there were people who huh. weren't exposed to that
1: yeah i mean and they're like like uh bob and larry are literally on memes like they're mm-hmm. they're a part of meme culture as well um and have you seen the the meme where it's like uh, VeggieTales predicting internet humor in 2020 and it, larry was like on the computer and he was like you know, he's like twenty years from now or forty years from now, uh, this will be considered humor, and it's just an image of a banana on screen, and now yeah. to us, like that is funny, like LOL. But <laughs> I have seen that clip. Yeah, It's yeah.
0: just randomly generated images. Yeah, are funny, and that's that's
1: kind of what we're at. I, you know? Literally. So Veggie Tales, good morals, uh, good values, also. Funny <laughs> in 2020. It, it
0: is still pretty funny. It like, is, no, it, yeah. It, it, if I remember correctly, like the Lord of the Beans special, that still hits. Like the belly button song, still kind of makes me God, laugh. yeah. You know, like
1: I have no belly, belly button. button no I said copyright. Sorry, we can't. Well, I'm gonna watch, watch. Gonna If if YouTube copyright strikes us just singing these songs, I will riot. We we get but.
0: copyright stricken every episode already. For our intro, so yeah. I mean, like I, I fear no one. <laughs> I I fear none. I, I welcome death. <laughs> you know, to quote to quote the uh, the three hundred people. You know, if they're gonna shoot a bunch of copyright strike arrows at us, then we're just gonna be dining in the shade. Yeah, man.
1: heck yeah. Um, what do you what do you feel about before we move on from Dredge tales? I want to know what you feel about the Jonah movie.
0: I think the Jonah movie is great. Like I oh, remember too. owning that on VHS. And also seeing a lot of commercials for it on other VHS tapes. Yeah. And it's like, the Jonah movie. Veggie Tales finally comes to theaters. And like, it was such a big event, man. It was, it, yeah. It's got, it's got that song about, uh Billy Joe McGuffin was a really complicated movie. Oh, yes! Copyright. They,
1: they were in the uh, car singing that, at, weren't they? When they were Yeah, uh, and then yeah. on the
0: DVD, there's like a whole special feature where you can hear about all of the grades that Billy Joe McGuffin went through. <gasps> Poor guy, he did not have a very good life. He did not he did
1: not. I had it on VHS and it, in fact I actually had a, a toy playset of the Jonah of the pirate ship and I had all the characters with the ship. And it and I it was I even had like a the whale that was in mm-hmm. Jonah. I had a plushie of it, like a puppet plushie. I was a big Jonah fan, man. Um, so yeah. Do you okay? Actually, here's the Chad question.
0: Do you have a favorite silly song with Larry?
1: Um, it's probably yeah, it's probably belly button, or it's not really considered one. It's with Larry's in it, but like the pirates who don't do anything song. Yeah, absolutely slaps. Like if that's if that considered a Larry's as if that's considered a Larry song, that's my favorite. If not. Uh, definitely a belly button probably
0: i i'm gonna throw out veterinarian of the alps that's a oh, really great yeah. one and also what's the one about his uh uh his lips
1: oh, oh lips yes yes, lips yes, yes yes but oh uh water buffalo
0: oh my god
1: that one though they're all bangers they're all bangers you
0: can't really pick whoever wrote songs for veggie Tales, you know you should come they
1: need to, it's probably the same ghostwriter for Drake man <laughs> <laughs> go
0: go go to Hollywood win an Oscar next year please literally
1: yeah right, right to do a musical I mean those songs genius. those songs are ingenious dude I love them
0: also before we move on I want to say that Phil Vischer actually has a really cool YouTube channel now it's really yeah like, it is still christian based Mm -hmm. but he's a very um progressive guy like he he does like videos on like why christians should support like the black lives matter movement why you know he opposes abortion Mm -hmm. but he does videos explaining why uh christians shouldn't just vote on like one issue like Mm -hmm. saying that it's problematic to vote for republicans who are like evil yeah on, on the promise that like they're gonna do anything about like abortion because mm-hmm. it just yeah it's just not practical and we're gonna run the country into the ground voting like that like i don't know it's wow. a very interesting channel look up like phil Bisher on youtube if you ever want yeah i do nice, I really,
1: informative what a what a what a what a cool dude
0: I uh, yeah right like this surprises me makes our childhood and then just is genuinely a cool guy yeah um Yeah, so we weren't actually gonna just talk about Larry Boy as oh, as the superhero content. Um there's there's maybe a little movie that came out.
1: It's a, yeah, it's a small indie film that small. came out. The a modest runtime. Yeah. Four hours, two minutes. Uh, <laughs> 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 it's a little indie movie, a uh, little little known indie director called Zack Snyder. And um, well, we're we're going to we me and Isaac watched it yesterday. Yeah, we, we sat down. Yeah, sat down at 10, got done at 2:30. Yeah. There were some pauses, just a couple. Just a couple. We didn't really want to pause it, but uh yeah, it was a time. And we're going to we don't worry, we're going to give some spoiler-free thoughts. We will warn you when we get into spoiler territory, and we are constituting any of the new content in the movie as spoilers. Yeah. So, about two and a half hours of this thing is, is spoilers. Honestly... Of the movie is new, I mean.
0: Yeah, so, I mean, spoiler-free yeah. section. I've got to say, like, this is a vast improvement mm-hmm. over the original theatrical cut. Like, we both went in expecting the worst, I, yeah. I think it's fair to say. Like, when yeah. I heard four hours as the runtime and, like, the first screen is... um. This movie is presented in four three to preserve Zack Snyder's creative vision. I was yeah. ready for death essentially. Yeah. Like I was like, this is gonna be awful. Um, and I've got to say, coming out of the Snyder cut, I am pleasantly surprised. Yeah, I think this is a decent movie. Mm-hmm. Whereas before, it was it got awful.
1: Yeah, movie, yeah. You know? I yeah I somewhat I pretty much agree with you. I was. A little surprised. I expected it to be an uh, absolute total drab. Wasn't a total drab. Uh, it, the 4 3 aspect ratio kind of still annoys the shit out of me. Um, and the runtime, while it improves the original, like, hour 50 or two hour cut, uh, Whedon's cut of Justice League, I can't say that we can just say that a four hour cut of this movie was necessary in the first freaking place, you know? But the pacing is way better um, than the uh, than the than Whedon's cut. Whedon's cut is all over the freaking place. It makes no sense. We're jumping around for no fucking reason. Um, but in, in Snyder's cut, it makes more sense. The pacing definitely makes more sense.
0: I I want to say like I've I've after watching the Snyder cut, I went back and watched Whedon the or Justice League as people like to call yeah. it um god it's really awful like the reshoots look worse than one might remember like the actors on green screens just look fucking weird henry cavill's lip is even worse than i remember it being Mm -hmm. and let me just say like the humor is already so annoying like i don't know if it was funny in 2017 but trying to go back and watch those (laughs) clips like it's cringe inducing. Yeah. It's
1: really bad, and the whole I saw the I watched the scene yesterday where Flash falls onto Wonder Woman, and then yeah. he quickly gets up, and I'm like, "That is the most unnecessary, like, dumbest shit I've ever seen." Like, I don't think I laughed at that joke in the theater. I didn't laugh at it now, three years later, um, and I'm glad that was actually that was not in the Snyder cut, and I'm glad that it wasn't there
0: one one of my least favorite things watching it this time like watching clips this time is that like Batman cracks like a lot of jokes mm. in in the weeden cut and none of them really land like one of them is like oh crap I'm trying to remember it but like Superman okay this is a cringy um, weed in edition anyway like Superman grabs Batman by the face and goes do you bleed mm-hmm. and then like Throws him and then we cut to a shot of Batman later and he's like, "Uh, oh God, something's bleeding. Oh man, yeah, something's bleeding right now. Oh shoot!" And it's like supposed to be like funny. What the it crap just doesn't land. Um, and I mean to be fair to Whedon, which I don't think he really deserves fairness because he's he's been uh, pegged as a, mm-hmm. an abuser on set, but um, apparently Warner Brothers also interfered with. his with his cut of the mm-hmm. film. Like the the start of the Whedon version is like some thug and Batman meeting up and it was filmed to be funny. But then Warner Brothers went in and they wanted a serious start to the movie. And so they re-edited it so that it would be serious and it would cut out the jokes. And so apparently that scene is just awkward because Warner Brothers took what Whedon was mm-hmm. doing and changed it again. Wow. And so you have in that cut a serious director meets a, a, a light um humored director and then the studio dubs over the footage right. of the humored director and, and Jeez. Yeah. Jesus It's just such a mess. And
1: why but for and for what though? For what? Why would you meddle why would a studio want to have so much control over this movie anyway i mean i get it. like it's the justice league movie but like man you're trying so hard and then you ended up making it awful and Mm. it took your original director whom you fired for shitty reasons to come out with a four hour long version of this movie and people absolutely lose their minds over it like I really think studios today are actually fucking tone deaf mm-hmm. or they're just not list. They're just like, they talk about like, well, this will make us the money. And then it doesn't make the money. And then they're surprised at why it didn't make the money. And we're, we're like, well, I don't know, man. Like, look, look at the times, like, look at what everybody's into now. Um, it's just, they just, they're blind. You yeah, I,
0: I I think it is worth noting that that the original theatrical cut of Justice League was a financial failure. Like, yeah, it cost it cost a ton of money to make because of the reshoots mm-hmm. that they did. I mean, this is something I read yesterday, but Joss Whedon used less than ten percent of the footage Zack Snyder shot. And after seeing mm-hmm. the Snyder cut, I believe it. Yeah, like definitely. every scene felt new. And it was even like if
1: watching it, a whole new movie. If even
0: if it was like the same scene essentially. Things were just filmed and much a different differently. One. The yeah. tone felt mm-hmm. a lot different. I mean, you know, love or hate Zack Snyder, this Justice League is very clearly his movie, whereas mm-hmm. you can hardly tell that he might have been involved in like the theatrical cut. Mm-hmm. And and I think that's probably before we get into like changes. I I, I do want to say like, I think the Snyder cut makes the theatrical cut completely obsolete and I'm glad it exists like yeah I, I I didn't think that this would be my feeling about this cut before it came out like I definitely thought the fans seemed really toxic mm-hmm. a lot of them are but yeah, I think a lot of them, of them still are. Yeah. I think a lot of them just genuinely love um, these characters and also a lot of people just want to see the director the filmmaker get the final say over the studio yeah and having seen what the filmmaker had versus what the studio had, hell yeah, yeah, give give the rights to the filmmaker always. Give that final cut if you can to the filmmaker. Later. Yeah,
1: it is much better. Uh, I agree? agree. Yeah. I mean, I didn't. I didn't. I'm not gonna say I liked or I, that I loved the the cut. Like I loved the movie still. because uh, I don't really like Zack Snyder, but I yeah. do believe that. What he had in mind was way better than what I watched in the movie theater, you know, mm-hmm. three four years ago. So, yeah. Um, well, let's uh, let's talk a little bit more about in detail. This is the uh, spoiler. Your spoiler warning. We're gonna just talk about everything, okay? Yeah. And I'll put a timestamp here. <laughs> okay, you've been warned. In three, two. One, get out of here. I'm gonna say it. The Joker scene at the end, baby. Superman's evil, all the spoilers. Yeah, oh, what do you think about oh, that? Man,
0: he didn't say the S word. He didn't say society.
1: I know, I know. He edited that for the trailer. I'm a little mad at that. I wanted to hear him say
0: it. I think I think it's kind of brilliant though. Like that, that is, Zack Snyder yeah. has such a, a finger on the pulse of the fan base that he knew the exact way to push people. Exactly. yeah. Um, but I also gotta say, like as excited that that whole epilogue that's mm-hmm. been added into the Snyder cut is just such a tease like it's like he wants people i think this is intentional design he wants people to lose their shit and be like mm-hmm. why aren't we going with this moving forward in the dceu like why aren't we getting zack snyder's justice league part 2 because mm-hmm. it's just it's like a 10 minute preview yeah. for like what might happen in a justice league sequel if one were to be made and we we know it's probably not going to be made and that the fact that it's just batman having a dream makes it all even
1: more (laughs) frustrating yeah yeah uh yeah that uh, yeah and the the uh like uh, it's like he's planned out the next like three films you know like he like Because he's been building the storyline since BVS, Mm -hmm. Batman v Superman. And it, it, like, so that scene in Batman v. v Superman where the Flash shows up and he's telling Bruce, like, you were, or he's telling Batman, he's like, you were right about him. Find Lois, she's the key. And then he leaves. And then just a little bit later in Justice League, you have that epilogue where you see the flash in that costume and then evil superman is there and it's like tying up all like the nightmare like uh stuff we've seen so far and in epilogue and you're like man with as much footage as i've seen of this teasing the sequel are we sure that he didn't just shoot you know justice league 2 already like i mean he's got it man he's got it planned out
0: yeah um and I mean, there were, there were those flashes of the future spread throughout this movie. Mm, like, you mm. know, Cyborg sees like, oh, Aquaman is going to be killed. Um, Wonder Woman is going to be killed. Superman apparently is going to rip Batman's head off yeah. at some point. You know, like there's all this like intriguing stuff that's just teased. And like, I'm not even saying it would be good. You know, and I'm not even saying that this is like an original plot line. Like, no. comics and even Injustice yeah. has done Superman Turns Bad like a million times. Yeah. And I think, I, I still think that Zack Snyder doesn't have like a very clear understanding of like the characters of Batman yeah. or Superman. Uh, of course, yeah. But it's better than whatever the fuck we're doing in the theatrical cut. Like, I, I, Yeah, I agree. Like, at least we're building to something. Mm-hmm. It, like,. How does the theatrical cut end? Like, oh, uh, Batman says if I beat you in this race, The Flash, that you have to take us to brunch. I was so fucking glad that there was no brunch dialogue in this goddamn movie. <laughs>
1: I, I, I agree. I agree. That's...
0: <laughs> I did not miss the quips. Like, I am so happy to say this is as humorless as you would expect e- a Zack Snyder movie to be. But yeah, yeah funnier... Than the average Zack snyder movie that's true there was some
1: the flash still has all his quirky humor in there
0: I it's annoying sometimes like Definitely. they're trying way too hard at points but a lot of it landed like mm. actually like i liked I, I i think it's fair to say that in the theatrical cut like the flash and cyborg are just like shoehorned in there mm-hmm. and it feels very obligatory that they're just supposed to be in the movie mm-hmm. whereas in this cut like cyborg in the flash might be the very heart of mm-hmm. this movie like their their struggles are very personal and their backstories are very fleshed out like cyborg especially feels like an entirely different character yeah yeah and, and i mean it's no secret that Josh whedon like apparently harassed the shit out of ray fisher on set and undermined him like completely in his work in this film and it's it's nice to actually see like this actor finally get his due, you know, Mm -hmm. like be able to have what he did, you know, for Zack Snyder finally shown to the world, you know?
1: Yeah, I agree. Yeah, it's a, it's a shame that, uh, when Ray came out about allegations against Joss Whedon, they just fired Ray, um, which is so, so stupid, um, disheartening, but.
0: Is Joss Whedon still working on Batgirl? Because that's why they originally got him for Justice League is he had signed on to do Batgirl
1: I have no idea what he's doing
0: Yeah, I don't know if he's, he's still
1: like... doing Batgirl I didn't know he was doing Batgirl I hope he doesn't do Batgirl I, actually, I don't want a Batgirl <sighs> I don't want a Batgirl movie Because I know in the hands of Warner Brothers And them That it won't be as good But I don't know I could be surprised though Shazam was good.
0: Shazam was good. Well, the thing that makes me cringe about the idea of a Batgirl movie is not the idea of a Batgirl movie, but the idea of Joss Whedon. Yeah, it. yeah, yeah. Like, I'm just so sick of that dude. Yeah. Like, get him out of Hollywood. Yeah, like, he, I don't want him. You know, he doesn't make great movies anyway. Um, like, Age of Ultron is awful. Mm-hmm. Justice League is
1: awful. Yeah. I don't I, even, I, He did do the first Avengers movie, which is amazing though yeah
0: and i mean he did firefly but it doesn't mean that he hasn't lost his goddamn mind that's true and it doesn't mean that he's not out of touch now Like that's the thing like george lucas did star wars but george lucas also did the prequels (laughs) like yeah yeah at some point he was no longer in touch with Mm -hmm. what's good anymore i yeah i'm very surprised to say this because i think You know, ask me a couple years ago who's better, Zack Snyder or Joss Whedon, I would have told you Whedon without hesitation. In fact, I probably in 2016 was a bit happier to see Zack Snyder go and Mm. someone I thought more competent step in. But I mean, knowing what we know now, like about Zack Snyder's. Like daughter mm-hmm. and about Josh Whedon's abuse, like I, I just I feel so uninformed. Yeah, but, I mean to be fair, in twenty seventeen we had all our celebrities still like it was right before Kevin yeah. Spacey was outed as like mm-hmm. a sexual predator. Um oh, well, I mean outed for us apparently. That's the big thing that pisses me off about Hollywood predators is apparently people in Hollywood have known about him for years. Yeah. Like there have been jokes about Kevin Spacey. Apparently Brian Singer was known to be predatory, like onset, yeah. like at a lot of places. This got to a weird place. Yeah.
1: <laughs> this podcast. I mean, hey, uh I mean I um I find it fr- both frustrating um and disheartening to grow up looking up to these people and then find out, you know, during the Me Too movement and other things that they um that they are like these type of people because I, I I was very very fond of Kevin Spacey um and uh, just watching anything he's in now is just kind of soured for me like it's hard it is it is hard like you obviously you have to separate the work from the the work inside the film from the person but it's really hard uh to do that um and then especially now like man. It's not a good idea to look up to anybody in Hollywood right now. Never meet your
0: heroes. Literally, they'll well, always let you down. Well,
1: <laughs> all my heroes are cornballs. balls, as JPEG Mafia says. That's the name of that's the name of one of his albums. I don't know. Oh. I just think it's funny. But, um, but yeah, Don't look man. up to anyone in Hollywood. Why? Just, just because cause. the next day you could find out that the oh they've literally sexually assaulted thirty seven people at <laughs> I don't know. It's just so bizarre to me. Um, I do remember when they they kicked Zack Snyder off. I was thinking, like, good. Um, But then I didn't realize that uh, I saw that his... Well, how it happened was he said he was stepping down. Yeah. Because of the suicide of his daughter. Which is really sad. Um, And then, uh, obviously, he dedicated this movie to her. Um, but the, the way that Warner brothers used that to, you know, kind of out him and bring in Joss Whedon, um, really shitty. So I'm really glad that he got this cut, um, and he was able to do it. Um, with that being said, I hate the way Zack Snyder directs. I hate his style. He's definitely style over substance. Um, all his movies are poorly poorly written. They are poorly color graded. They're disgusting to look at. Um, some of the cinematography is good. Um, that, whatever that Joker, in that Joker scene in the last 15 minutes of Justice League, the way it was shot was annoying. Yeah. <laughs> and I laughed really hard when Jared Leto literally paused for a straight 30 seconds. And then we were just like, Mr. Leto? <laughs> Jared? Why? <Lied. Lied." laughs> yeah. Um, that was that was god awful. The there's no reason this movie should be in a four three aspect ratio. Um, it works like as in, you know, nobody's heads are cut off in frame and everything. But it would look way better if it was just on a widescreen or in like an ultra wide, that would be fine. But four three is the most pretentious bullshit I've ever seen from Zack Snyder himself. I don't think he understands the superheroes at all. Um which is why I was really not looking forward to this cut. Four hours and two minutes. That's I, that's killable, dude. Yeah. That's definitely killable. But um, for some ungodly reason, it works better yeah. than that than that version we got in 2017. And I am absolutely just stunned. I still don't like it. Like I still like, I, but it's it's a decent film. Like I enjoyed watching it at least, the experience.
0: Would you say you were at least engaged for, like, most of the runtime? Most of it,
1: at least. Yeah. There was a few parts I fell off, definitely, but for the most part, I was engaged, yeah.
0: Yeah, like, apparently, um, while I was making lunch during the movie, um, there was, like, a part where Cyborg watches, like, virtual polar bears, like, duke it out, and then, like, he separates them, and then there's, like really oh, bad yeah. grass textures. I didn't see any of that shit when yeah, I watched the movie, but then I...
1: You were making mac and cheese during that part, yeah. and I was just telling you what was going on. It was just when he was learning his powers. It's I didn't realize weird. that
0: the visual representation of, like, the market was polar bears fighting. Yeah, he was like... <laughs> <laughs> and he <laughs> it was, pushes them away.
1: Yeah, it was goofy. It was super goofy, but... No, yeah.
0: I So, I, I, I think that this was probably the fastest four-hour movie I've ever watched. I think the pace yeah. actually kind of worked. I don't know like you could split this up in your watchings and watch each part on its own and i feel like that would be good too um i i think that overall like i i appreciate the depth to these characters i think that cyborg and the flash at at the very least have been really Mm -hmm. fleshed out i think wonder woman wasn't a complete portrayal of her character like not uh, in something weird about the joss whedon version is that everyone is like hitting on her yeah. at all hours of the day and like in this one there's only like one joke and like barry's like oh do you think do you think she's into like younger guys and Cyborg's like she's five thousand years old every guy's a younger guy yeah and, like yeah. it works better <laughs> mm-hmm. but also a frustrating thing going on with wonder woman's character in 1984 and in this is that her motivation these days seems to be that She's sad over Steve Trevor still, mm-hmm. and by the time of Justice League's event, it's been like a hundred years. Yeah. since Steve Trevor. Like I never well, got the impression that she would be hung up on that dude forever. You know?
1: Yeah, and and, and now, and I understand they're kind of making these movies out of order. You know, nineteen eighty four yeah. came after Justice League, but um, in nineteen eighty four, she got. I feel like that's that would be the end of like what we hear of Steve Trevor. You know, like. Like, okay, so she did that whole fiasco, uh, you know, with with that and then um so now she's like kinda over him, you know, quote unquote over him. Maybe she move on to greener pastures. But technically, the way the timeline is, Justice League is after nineteen eighty four, obviously, she's still talking about the dude. Yeah. And it and it's like Where do we end this? Does she live her whole life in misery?
0: Well, here's the whole weirdest thing about this movie is that it's setting up movies that have since come out. Yeah. Like, like Aquaman is constantly getting, like, confronted by Amber Heard and Willem Dafoe. They're like, you're the rightful king. Like, come back, bitch. And he's Mm -mm. like, I don't want to come back. My mom sucks. Mm -hmm. But, like, in 2021, Aquaman has come out, you know? Yeah. And so he he has gone back to Atlantis. He has reclaimed his rightful... Like, thrown. So it's surreal to watch this movie yeah. with never before seen setup that yeah sets up a movie that's already happened. Yeah. And the same with Wonder Woman. I feel like the Steve Trevor stuff was the setup, like, in Wonder Woman 1984, you would be able to understand, like, she's still grieving. Right, Steve right. Steve Trevor. Like, even though it doesn't make sense chronologically, like,
1: mm-hmm. she's still grieving. Yeah, she's having she's her grieving. time.
0: Yeah. She's. And, and that's the crazy thing about this movie is that i'm surprised how well it works despite like a lot of setup and a lot of expository dialogue for stuff we're probably not going to see like yeah there's and i mean don't get me wrong a lot of it's cringeworthy like there's a scene where like so you're into nanomachines and you're a scientist and that's your thing and the character is like yeah <laughs> and <laughs> yeah. apparently that's teasing like the atom oh and shit, one of the biggest things in this movie is Martian Manhunters yeah. now. And he's uh, like,
1: I have been known to be called the Martian Manhunter and then he flies that's off. That's the
0: most tacked on shit ever. All the old
1: people you know watch are like, Oh, oh. <laughs> but
0: I I like Martian Manhunter as a character. I like do too. especially in the in the Justice League cartoon, yeah. really great. But um what the hell? Like yeah. did he need to be in this? It's, yeah, no. And I don't know. That's the thing is like for a movie with a lot of setup to other movies that are probably never going to come out, it's better than movies like it. Like, Mm. I would say Amazing Spider-Man 2 is a lot more frustrating with how it sets up movies that'll never come out. Like, remember Amazing Spider-Man 2? All of the movie is set up for a Sinister Six movie that's never going to fucking happen. Yeah, There's, like, half of the movie is an actual sequel to Amazing Spider-Man, and half of the movie is, like, Look at all these villains that we're going to bring in. And look at what we're going to do with the Spider-Man story. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you're not going to do that. I mean, you yeah. don't know this if, when you're making this movie in 2014, but mm-hmm. Tom Holland's going to be
1: Spider-Man in a couple years and you're going to be fucking irrelevant. Yeah. And they didn't and then and Garfield doesn't get his trilogy. He's the only he's going to be the only Spider-Man that didn't get a full trilogy. Poor guy. Poor guy.
0: And Zack Snyder is going to be the only, um, Zack Snyder that didn't get to do multiple Justice League movie. Also, apparently, he is done with like making them. Like he wants to move on. Like That's by sad. his admission, like you have to admit that seeing the story continue would be nice. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Definitely.
0: Like I, I would, I would love to see Dark Side. Get to actually come to Earth. I would love to see Deathstroke like matter. Mm-hmm. I don't care for Jesse Eisenberg's Lex Luthor. But no, I don't. I'd like don't to see what it. the plan was. Yeah, because
1: he knows that Batman's Bruce Wayne.
0: And even if it's overdone, I would like to see like how we get from this point to like Superman being evil and like everyone being killed. You know, like
1: yeah, yeah, it'd be intriguing. It would. It would. I would like to see that. I would even like to see, Darkseid, kill them all. You know. Yeah. (laughs) Like I would just like to. I don't know. I just. I want to see what he had in mind. If he's done, I understand. I'm not too butthurt about it. But I'm just. I will always be in amazement at how fast the DCEU fell apart.
0: Yeah that did not last very long at all Mm -hmm. you know in in 2013 we were all very optimistic about where it was going and then three years later it was pretty much pronounced dead like with bbs um because no one liked it um except for very diehard snyder fans and then justice league came out was a financial failure
1: that's when i called it quits for me when justice league came out and i saw how bad it was i was like no dcu's dead like And they're not doing anything with any of those storylines anymore. They're retconning everything. Like, nothing... Like, they're still going with Wonder Woman for some reason. But, like, what...
0: And Aquaman's getting another movie. That's true,
1: but, like, why? Because, Because they fired all these actors. And they're still gonna go ahead with all this? A lot
0: of the actors haven't been fired. You know, like, Ben Affleck is just, like, done. He's just not interested anymore. Same with Henry Cavill, you know, they're...
1: Yeah, so you got your two mains that are just not gonna do it anymore. Batman and Superman are just fucking done. Yeah, I don't. Why would you? I'm sorry, I'm not an actor. I'm not them. But if I was an actor and I was getting paid a lot of money to be a damn superhero, I would just do the damn 13 movies, however many they wanted me to do. I because the DZEU, unlike Marvel, like I can understand actors in Marvel stepping away. They've been doing it for 10 years. Marvel has so much content coming out. If they were to be in a project with Marvel, it barely gives them room to do anything else, you know, because it takes up a lot of time. But with the DCEU, it does not take up a lot of time. They're releasing one movie a year, sometimes one movie every other year. Like, it's... So I don't understand why Ben Affleck would quit. You know, they're still getting paid an insane amount of money, probably, to do this. And they're just like, Ash, don't do it anymore. I don't, I don't understand, you know? Um, but whatever. I mean, as the world turns, I guess. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, rest in peace. But honestly, pretty. this is a pretty good way to, to remember yeah. that, you know, yeah. like, we can all ignore, we can collectively ignore the theatrical cut of Justice mm-hmm. League now and pretend that this was the one that happened and, you know, like, the, they may be dead plot lines, but at least they were set up and at least there was something, you know, rather yeah. than nothing at all. And I'm, I'm just glad to finally see these actors have the work they wanted to be put out into the world, finally be put out into the world. Like, yeah. I think everyone, it looks better in this mm-hmm. movie, you know, Henry yeah. Cavill, Ben Affleck, I mean, Henry Cavill's upper lip. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
1: He should get his own screen credit. <laughs>
0: it should. It really should. Like, and returning as himself, Henry Cavill's upper lip. Upper lip. I Look was upset time. in looks the original better. cut when they replaced me with a, with a CGI <laughs>
1: counterpart.
0: He did not do as good of a job
1: as I would have done. Is no. <laughs> yeah. I, I that's. If y'all are coming to the Snyder cut to see Henry Cavill's upper lip, it looks way better. Yeah.
0: Well, I mean, that's that's pretty much all my thoughts on that. Uh, is there a, is there anything you want to mention before we close out today's
1: episode? Man, um, everybody can follow us if you're not on Twitter and Instagram, Mind Over Movies, um. Ooh, uh, uh can we get an
0: update on crimes of good intentions? Is uh, that still coming out next week or is that uh, is there being a delay?
1: Yeah, there's a big delay. I uh I'm pretty sure everybody knows by now, but yeah, I lost I lost a, a save file in the Premiere uh in Premiere Pro and it has cost me um seven plus hours of color grading and um All the reshoots that I shot, I had edited already edited into the film and done some fine-tuning on some cuts from scenes. All that's gone, and the credits that I did, all gone. So I'm going to have to redo all that. And I still need to score it. Oh, God. And uh, there's just no way that I can uh, get it out by March 26th. I tried, I really did, but it's not possible. It's just cursed. (laughs) It is very cursed, but it will be out. I'm going to try to get it out in April, so... Uh, yeah, April release date, maybe.
0: Alright. Well, film don't come out. Sorry, I was just doing a little, just doing a little incantation.
1: Oh, okay. Sounded good. Sounded
0: Delete to save files. Oh, okay.
1: Isaac, why am I turning to Ash right now? Isaac! Isaac! No!